Welcome to TV or GTFO. I'm Sachin Hingu. And I'm Gary Heather. And uh, today, people uh, who might listen to this show uh, may not know that both of us are from Canada, though you, Gary, don't live uh, in Canada anymore. No, I live in I live in Scotland now. I live in, in uh, the lovely city of Glasgow. But this show is the most Canadian show it I have ever remember seeing. And I think what we should do right off the top is just kick it in with the theme song. Yeah. It's it's iconic. It's it's yep. you know if you if you know this show you're going to be singing along. Take it away. Here it is. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. That's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long. Just turn around and I'm gone again. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know, for me, and I, I don't want to speak for you, Satchin, but I think for me that sort of brings back a lot of, before seeing the show at least, it brought back a lot of like warmth, like nostalgia, Canadiana, sitting around the fire, you know, family, blah, blah, yeah. blah, so nice. I don't know. It's so we're talking about The Littlest Hobo, obviously. We are talking about The Littlest Hobo. Uh, the uh, I don't want to say it's a Canadian ripoff of Lassie, but it really is. Yeah, it's a 100% ripoff, yes. Yeah, it's sort of like a combination of Lassie and sort of like Kung Fu. I don't know if Lassie mm. went from like town to town in the way that the Littlest Hobo did, but uh, he gets around. Uh, Littlest Hobo gets around. Like, oh, he's all over the place, he, nonstop. Is <laughs> so there's it was it was a show for six seasons and 114 episodes. So he's gotten around. Mm-hmm. A, he just been to 114 different places in the in the, yeah. in the length of this, the show. He's been all over the place, and. Uh, there was. It's actually two series. There was yeah. uh, a series from 1963 to 1965, which was the original, yeah. and uh, then it was revived in 1979, and that went to 1985. And it's that second, like new Littlest Hobo that uh, ran for six seasons. That's uh, kind of the one that we're going to be talking about because it's uh, kind of tough to find the older one. And really, this is the one that we kind of both grew up with. I think. Yeah, I think, and that's just it. This is the one that matters to us. The other one, whatever. Eat a dick people in the 50s who watched yeah. it in black and white Forget we're it. all ta- we're all about this the late 70s early 80s <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and i mean this this series like people may not know that there's a lot of like uh pretty famous uh famous actors and stuff that got their start yeah. probably the biggest one was like mike myers having at 16 years old uh being uh being in an episode in 1979 and there was yeah. like leslie nielsen and uh, you know, all sorts of people like that. Lots of, like, Canadian actors, too. It's like Ryan Gosling in Breaker High. And now he's Ryan yeah. Gosling. Now he's Ryan Gosling. And where's his, Who knew? Where's the other guy? He's, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, so the show was... I, 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 even before we, I, I, I uh, rewatched both, ep- both episodes, the show was pretty formulaic from what I, even what I remember, right? It was all like, mm-hmm. dog shows up out of nowhere to strangers, solves problems fights crime i don't know repairs a spaceship or something like that and then pieces out into yeah. the woods and leaves does some does some kung fu and, and yeah. he's, he's back out on the road again you know and yeah uh, um yeah it was like pretty much every episode was like this including the two that we watched uh here like they're they really as far as i know they didn't one time even deviate from that that formula 
And, uh, like, a lot of the, I guess, any kind of, like, uniqueness from one episode to the other was just kind of, uh, like, the situations they would get into. And sometimes they would do some, like, weird character stuff, like, that that's happening in both of these episodes also. So, yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Yeah, it, it was... I, I think I read on the Wikipedia or somewhere else that it was really only two formulas to every single... Like, one, sorry, one of two formulas to every single episode and one was like the rescue somebody and the one was like protect somebody or or, or yeah. like something like that. He never murdered anybody, unfortunately. No, no, as far no. as I know there was they never it was never a thing where the uh, and it should have been honestly where where yeah. the littlest hobo had like a kind of a vigilante storyline or you know had to like avenge Avenge somebody. It could have been like an Urkel, where Ur- what Urkel turned into the like the non nerdy guy. What was his name again? Um, Stefan. Yeah, when yeah. when Urkel turned into Stefan, like the dog maybe put an eye patch on and started like straight up hitmanning people. Yeah, 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 like a dog revolution kind of thing. You know, I agree. But yeah. no, but, yeah. but it where's was, that? Where's that movie? It was different. <laughs> that's that's going to be the gritty, <laughs> gritty 2020 <laughs> Michael Bay reboot when they, when they do it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just kicking ass with with an eye patch yeah. like Terry Crews style. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. So let's get into this very first, yeah, very first episode, and we start with like yeah. a forest fire. Yeah, and what what I noticed was like this episode is like it could have happened the the day before the very last episode. Six late, <laughs> six years later, there was not one difference in the in in the kind of show, like how it looks like, how the uh, how the theme song, <laughs> the theme song, anything like that. Like it's just it's you know seamless. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, that's a test, and that's just a testament to their like strict adherence to that formula. Do you know what I mean? Like it was probably mm-hmm. somebody in the writers' room from day one for all 114 episodes just. With like a stick, and if anybody suggested anything different from the formula, they got hit, like yeah, in the yeah. back with the, on the spine with the stick. I think it was very likely just a dartboard where they'd just be like, "Okay, you know, <laughs> hobo goes to you know an army base, and he has to you know save a guy from you know a wolf, and you know or other things." It's just like it's so it's like a Mad Libs, <laughs> pretty much, and that's and that's yeah. exactly what that's that's. Great, you say that because that's exactly what this first episode felt like. I mean, there's a forest yeah. fire, and the hero of, of I guess this episode is this uh, park ranger, and yeah. Little Hobo makes his appearance by emerging from the forest fire. Yeah, carrying a baby leopard. Yeah, yeah, it looked uh, like a doll, obviously, but it was the you know. Yeah, it looked like a doll. I'm wondering why, like, what dog on earth is not eating the shit out of that baby leopard? <laughs> they couldn't even get the well-trained dog to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny about the intro there is that there's a forest fire but the production values are so cheap that it's obviously stock footage of a forest fire somewhere else and then oh yeah people are just kind of like waving fanning smoke into the scenes when you see the characters like you don't ever see them in the scene with fire behind them no it's just they're always off kind of to the side and stuff or they had like a controlled burn in a really small area and and that yeah. was they shot it for three hours <laughs> that was it that was the whole Thing. Yeah. So so yeah so this dog who we don't know who this dog is we're let's just we're looking at it with fresh eyes we don't know who the dog is right the dog comes yeah out. we don't we don't know who the dog is and actually the dog is given uh, a name uh, by the owner and this happens in the last episode too yep uh, a dog a name that's kind of appropriate to the episode and uh, the ranger guy uh, calls the dog smoke right 
Maybe yeah. and maybe that was the thing throughout the whole thing uh, throughout the maybe. whole series. Maybe that was I don't the I don't think so, but no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I'm gonna call you Bar Brawl because <laughs> yeah. you emerged during a Bar Brawl. <laughs> see that's see we should write episodes, man. We yeah. should we should write episodes of this show. Okay, we, we should we should definitely write a little Hobo spec script. <laughs> I think we could bring I think we could bring it back to Netflix and and Netflix and Amazon would compete. I think so. Yeah. There would be a battle for the rights. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways, he, he he comes. He keeps coming out with these these cats, and the the ranger's like, "Oh, you're amazing for saving all yeah. these cats." And then um, yeah. he has to go. <laughs> and there's little like uh, there's little like fetch um, kind of stunts. I air quotes over stunts that uh, that the dog is doing. Like he fetches her a towel and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, uh, so like this, this is like his one trick. This dog's one trick because uh, they did use multiple dogs per episode, and they were like these identical dogs uh, that each knew one, one or two like little tricks. They knew what you know. This guy knew how to fetch, or you know, one of them might know how to jump really high or something like that. And and that's what they would use. You see, I didn't know that. I did mm-hmm. not know that at all. Yeah. I had no idea. So. I it was so seamlessly acted by those multiple dogs. I thought it was one yeah. dog for twenty. You'd never know. For far years. far better, far far better than than the Olsen twins. <laughs> These dogs, like it's not it's not even close. Oh no! How much better actors they were than 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 uh, the Olsen twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> bringing him, yeah, like it was so seamless for me. So what you're what you're telling me is that the, this one. The dog they shot with, um, you know, bringing the, the fake doll cats out of the, the woods or whatever, they re- only reuse that one dog when that special skill is required in the series. Yeah, That's pretty much. Saying. Or they may have had a dog that knew how to do three or four things, yeah. but they, you know, like they, they would uh, they would use a whole bunch of them, so. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So this, so at this point, yeah. I, want, I was, the first note I made about this episode was that this is the most Canadian show that I've ever seen, ever. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, everything is soft focus. You know, it's it's very like Canadian. It's hard to describe, but it was just, it's just even the way they kind of talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's there's you know like kind of a, an inflection there that mm-hmm. uh, you know everybody has. Yeah, it that's just it. Yeah. So you instantly sort of identify with it. Anyway, so so there's just so the next scene is like there's this old lady. He's he's hanging yeah, out with so this old they, lady or something. Yeah. So they, uh, they, the uh, the main ranger guy, he gets a call and uh, this woman is panicked, and uh, she's saying that there's wild animals attacking her house. So, uh, yeah. oh, so they, right, they, right. they're they're on the case. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the yeah. that's the mystery for the not not just the forest fire, <laughs> just for this part, yeah, for this part. That's the mystery. Oh, and I, you know what? I actually recorded something about her. She was so so little sobo or well, i'm just gonna call him that little sobo starts like pulling her away because she's about to step into a like a, a trap <laughs> a right bear trap, a bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> like it's this huge bear trap and he like he he sets it off and 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 moves her away and sh- and she's going like buck wild because he's pulling on her dress oh, i'm glad you used the i'm glad you used the term buck wild because i have the recording of the woman and what she says to the little sobo. Okay, take a listen. Oh, stop that! Go away! Do you hear me? Go away! What's going on? Go away! Hey, Smoke, what are you doing? Your dog turned on me. Smoke? Like, chill out. And then and uh, the ranger, like, correctly points out that he's pulling her away from the bear trap she's about to walk. 
Because <laughs> she can't just stand still. She's fr- she's like frantically moving around the entire sort yeah. of field that she's yeah. in. Anyway, so by the way, the original call. Yeah. Uh, did we did we mention that the original call, uh, the the wild animal that was attacking her house was a skunk uh, underneath her porch? No. No, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Know that. Yeah. So it's just these you know random wild animals, <laughs> according to her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was like not for no kind of call at all. And um, so what what we find out is, like, related to the bear trap is that uh, there's this, like, uh, um, farm equipment dude or hardware store guy in town named Mr. Rooker, uh, who's, like, telling people to put out uh, bear traps and poison and stuff for animals uh, because there's a lot of animals coming in from the woods that they're burning to, uh, to, uh, uh, like, and and they're kind of, like, looking for food because they've been, you know, displaced by, by forest fires. Right, but but these like yokels, and I wrote down these couple of like um, yokels. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I categorize them as hicks in my in my notes. You see, that's that's like yeah. a pretty close comparison. That's <laughs> pretty yeah. close in terms in, in terms yeah. of like the terminology. Yokels, hicks. They you know they're putting out the bear traps, um, to, or they, to try and capture. I guess they, yeah. what they think are coyotes, or I guess right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I get the impression that it that none of these animal attacks are serious, based on the fact that this woman is like going literally buck wild because of a skunk. That uh, you know these yeah. are the kinds of animals that are coming in. <laughs> I think they're just desperate to to like kill a lot of animals. <laughs> yeah, and 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 sure enough, in the next scene, we're introduced to Mister Rooker as he's giving advice to a guy about how to poison different kinds of animals. <laughs> Such is the way in the Canadian bush, I suppose, I mean, of the of the early eighties. It, I mean, he grabs his gun. Like they grab their. Oh yeah, they, they think they hear something outside in the trap, so they all grab their guns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's and there is actually they so they've caught they actually caught a coyote in in the trap, mm-hmm. and the guy prepares. You know, he gets his gun all prepared to like shoot the coyote, and of course. Littlest hobo's like not having any of it. Like, how yeah, you like, shoot my hey, friend? don't like, shoot it. It's already, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's already trapped. It's already, it's already like, it. and I don't know how they got this mountain lion, uh, or is it a mountain lion or, or I coyote? I think it's coyote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got this animal, whatever, to uh, like lie there, really like docile. I, like, I don't know how they got a stunt stunt coyote uh, on this budget, but uh, <laughs> sure enough, know, there man. it is. It's just lying there. Yeah, I mean that maybe that's the majority of the budget because it was spent so poorly in other departments. Yeah, elsewhere, <laughs> like yeah. like a writer or you know like a set decorator. But like yeah. so, so the dog tries to. This is my favorite part of this so far. The dog tries to stop him. The guy's like, "Nah, man." So then, little hobo <laughs> jumps on him and yeah. and somehow disarms him. And now the yeah. dog is armed. Yeah, the dog has, in in, uh, in both the first and last episode, the, you, yeah. the hobo finds himself with a gun multiple times. It's just, obviously it's just in his mouth, but I feel like maybe he's smart enough to pull the trigger with his tongue. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely smart enough to aim and fire that gun. So he could be a lethal force, a lethal yeah. force with a gun. Yeah. A smart-ass, you know, dog with a gun. I like how 100% of the episodes we watched for this had him, like, wielding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only two episodes, granted, but yeah. it was the, it was the yeah. on the over. That leads me to believe that there's there's several in there, over six seasons, where the hobo was either made to fire a gun or at least carry one. Yeah, certainly has, like, a, like an AK in his mouth or, like, something, yeah. like, 
some type of weaponry. So mm-hmm. so he's just so, instead of like gadding anybody, he gives the gun to the uh, the ranger. He gives it to uh, I believe it's Mr. Caldwell. His name the is the name of the ranger, and mm-hmm. uh, so they think the, uh, that this. Uh, uh, is the mother of the cubs that uh, that Hobo was rescuing at the beginning. Yep. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, Mr. Rooker uh, has uh, this bowl of poison meat outside of his outside mm. of his uh, uh, shop that I guess is meant to both lure in bears and kill them with poison. <laughs> so uh, this uh, Hobo uh, prior to this has already um, defeated this. Uh, <laughs> somehow that uh, Hobo sniffed out the poison and didn't eat any of it. So uh, he like tipped over the dish. But uh, uh, we also so we see Mr. Rooker's reset this trap. Yeah. And uh, now we see this kid dawdling over to re- keep in mind that this is raw hamburger. Yeah. Like it's like a dish of raw hamburger in a dog dish. He kind of wanders over and just like grabs a handful in his and eats it. And instantly, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, that's in like an instant death because it, what it, what was it? I hold on, I wrote, I wrote, yeah, like it's hard for me to believe because there's a there's a line of dialogue from the yokels. Oh, you know what? Before I get into that, I gotta play you something, Satchin. I gotta play you something. Sure. So these the way these yokels um, kind of talk are exactly. Uh, I'm gonna play a line of the yokels talking. Okay, listen to this. <laughs> okay. Right? Sprinkle some of this poison around the feed bins. Now, this stuff will work on varmints a lot bigger than rats, you know. Uh-huh. Okay, now, it totally reminded me of this line from the Simpsons. I moved here from Canada, and they think I'm slow, eh? <laughs> so, so, anyways, sorry, getting back to what I was saying real quick. Yeah. It, it, they put this meat down, and they there's a, there was a line of dialogue about how poisonous it was. And hold on. They said that it was enough to kill, like, a bunch of yeah. coyotes. If it's going to put down a bear or a large animal, like, that's yeah. a serious, a lot of poison. And I, w- I also w- noticed here, like, okay, even if the meat is not poison, what is this kid doing going around eating raw meat? Isn't that enough to kill him anyway? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have, you're right. <laughs> raw meat that you find on the ground? This kid was going to die anyway at some point, even if you save him here. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was my first thought. Is like, isn't that? Oh, oh, he's gonna get mildly sick. Sick. My my first thought was that that ta- that like child is expired. You know what I mean? Like this. No, just yeah. no. And I was like, wow, this is a really dark turn for <laughs> for a first like, episode. Yeah, you know this dog show. <laughs> so basically, the kid gets doesn't you know uh, die. He gets poisoned. Yeah. Badly poisoned, yeah. obviously. Very badly poisoned. Yeah. yeah, he's he's sick for almost the rest of this episode, and uh, Mr. Rooker is ashamed. Uh, now he's like, okay, maybe my poison everybody strategy is a little overkill. <laughs> it's horrible. It was like it really, it really took you that. I mean, there was a lot of stretching and like the you know the plotting of that, like the chance that yeah. the toddler would be left alone by the raw meat, and that it would for some reason just eat the raw meat, it just, and the raw <laughs> meat would be poison. Like, okay, that's what it took. It took it took like three really like obtuse sort of unexpected steps for it to get to that point where he's like, oh, I guess I'm okay with coyotes now. You know, what I mean, I guess I shouldn't be doing it. Oh, well, yeah. well. <laughs> but but now this yeah. kid the kid is sick and uh oh the doctor is out of town. Is, is far far away. So the one doctor, uh, the ranger dude, is going to fly uh, in a helicopter and go pick up the doctor yep. and uh, 
you know, save the day. And, of course, Hobo goes with him, and... Oh, he's the know, co-pilot. I, I don't know, for some reason, I could not stop laughing at the image of, you know, the, the guy, and Hobo, like, literally is the co-pilot of this helicopter. Oh, he's the co-pilot now. Like, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. straight-up co-pilot. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't put a little set of headphones on him, or did they? I yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have him, like, a, you know, like, take the wheel, Hobo, and... and uh... So they, they actually make it to the... The doctor fine. They pick yeah. up the doctor fine, but it's when it's coming back that they have some problems, right? Yeah, coming back, they're uh, you know they they uh, can't hold. I think it's they they can't land the plane because yeah. they're or the, the can't land the helicopter uh, because uh, windstorm or something like that. That's right. So uh, what they have to do is <laughs> they they tell so so the ranger guy tells the doctor to take the wheel, and he's like. Ten times, I think, he tells the doctor, like, hold it steady, hold it steady. <laughs> and right after that, you see a shot of the plane going all the all over the fucking place. Like, the plane is <laughs> doing yeah. flips and stuff. <laughs> like, the doctor's, the, like, the worst pilot in the world. So the doctor is taking controls, and he's trying to hold it steady. And uh, the ranger straps a parachute to uh, to the hobo so that he can jump out of this jump out of this helicopter and deliver the antidote uh, to the to the ground to yeah. the hospital. So there's only one. <laughs> so basically, it's like, oh my god, there's only one parachute, and there's two humans and one dog. Who are we going to give the parachute <laughs> to? And they give the parachute to the dog, and the dog to the dog. Down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because he can't and fly the plane, and he he can't. You know what I mean? He has to land the plane. Like, why could yeah. they strap a if a dog can pull a parachute, why didn't they put the parachute on the doctor? Yeah, surely. Though, I mean, like, based on how the doctor is, is piloting this helicopter, the doctor would have like, crashed into a building or something like that and not deployed it. He seems, he legitimately, legitimately seems dumber than Hobo here. So I kind of I kind of think maybe Hobo was the best option after all. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, fine. I, if you put the hook in his mouth as you're parachuting, I believe at some point he might yank it. But my issue is when the dog successfully landed in the windstorm and somehow yeah. disarmed his entire um, parachute. Yeah, like got the parachute off? Yeah, most grown-ass people can't do that. No, no. But, the dog, but like it's like a quick cut of the dog like jerking its head to the side once. Yeah. And that's it. It's ridiculous. Like He floats to the ground, whatever, parachute yeah. dog. Land yeah. safely. How does he? he how did he deploy the thing by himself? Like, did he, did he really put it in his mouth? And did, was there a shot of that? No, there wasn't. That's something I just made up. Like, that's something that I'm saying. Like, I could believe that, but I can't. Be, but I could believe. No that. one did they tell you how he knew how to pull that cord or, or deploy it. Well, if you have, maybe you have like a, he had like a shock collar attached to him, and then the guy was looking like down from the plane, and then shocked him when he was supposed to do. See, that's the yeah. smart way of doing it. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's the intelligent way to parachute a dog from a plane in a windstorm, yeah. carrying a syringe to save a yeah. sick child. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and that's why people listen to this podcast is for just life tips. Like that. <laughs> you need a little like, like a sound effect that's like life tips. <laughs> so so he makes it to the ground, and obviously he makes it to the child because you're not going to see this child die or anything. Yeah, so child's not going to die at all. And um, yeah, it's just wrapped up super quick. It uh, you know it saves you know. He gives the uh, the antidote to the kid. The kid uh, recovers. Uh, Mr. Rooker gives up selling traps and poison from his store, and uh, um, yep. we see the little baby coyote drinking from a bottle. And uh, the ranger and the the shitty lady doctor that's uh, that's uh, the vet. with him. She's that's a vet. The, yeah. Oh, the vet. <laughs> you know what? That explains a lot. Why why she's such a <laughs> terrible doctor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that to the end. 
What's funny about it, and, and it's actually very telling about what we we've spoken about for about twenty four minutes, is that we didn't mention that there was a lady, a, a, like a, like an actress in this, who plays the vet and everything like that yeah. up to this point because she was basically an irrelevant like background nobody character. But then right That's at the end, they actress. look at each other, right? The, the ranger and her look, and they're like. Hey, let's hook up. Hey, <laughs> yeah. they just make out. There was no, there was no indication. Certainly, no chemistry. There was no yeah. indication that there was that these two have even known each other really before this. <laughs> and they're just like, well, and then they start sucking faith. And, and so, uh, and then the hobo, the little hobo, was like, "All right, guess my work here right. is done." TMI, guys, and peace out. So, <laughs> I think I actually wrote so that. He runs the little hobo pieces out as he always does. <laughs> As he always does. But I was wondering, like, okay, the the ranger knew this dog enough to like call him Smoke and like to name him and everything. Yeah. Like that, it, it was implied that he had been with the ranger for a while. But the the ranger makes zero effort to go after the dog. No, I know zero effort. <laughs> he's just you know the dog walks away and and he's like bye. <laughs> like he knows that he's going away forever. <laughs> well, that's well. I, that was my question uh, to, to 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 your point. Like, why would he assume he's gone forever? Why wouldn't he assume after like after he, he the dog leaves the frame and the scene and five seconds he's like, oh well, I guess he's gone. Why would you you assume he just went to the woods to like take a dump or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, went off to you know collect the parachute or clean up what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, the guy's like, all right, goodbye forever. All right, and later. I'm like, why would you think that? It makes no sense. Yeah, that's your dog. People love their dogs. <laughs> you know, yeah. why, why are you just letting your dog run away? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, so so the dog leaves, and as, as such is the, the formula of the little Sobo that... Uh, Cut to credits, that's it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, off he goes uh, for his next adventure, six seasons of adventures. <laughs> All right, and we fast forward six years blah, 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 to the season finale. To season finale, you wouldn't know oh. that uh, you know the dog had aged even a day, or the show had aged even a day. It looks exactly the same. That makes me look like an idiot now that I think about it. <laughs> that they didn't have, that I didn't, I wasn't more aware there was like a hundred dogs doing like a hundred different things. But you're right, it's same intro, <laughs> yeah. same, same like same everything. Music. Yeah, the dog is still named London. So maybe it is still the same dog, the main dog. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they had different stunt dogs. I assume. I'd be pissed if I was those other dogs. Oh, London's mm-hmm. getting. I would be so pissed if I was those other dogs. London's getting. Yeah, all the not getting any other billing or uh, yeah. Yeah, well, be pissed. so anyway, yeah. so it's all consistent. It's all the same. Yeah, so it's 1985 now yes. instead of 1979. You know, the world has changed completely, drastically, but, uh, drastically. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, not so much here. No, everything's exactly the same. Not in Canada. It's just uh, same old Canada. This was uh, filmed around Whitby, Ontario, which is uh, you know right around uh, just outside of Toronto. Okay, I did not know that. I did not. I did not know yeah. that. Oh, there's a that dude's truck that he borrows is like says Whitby right. Oh, on. <laughs> <laughs> I should have noticed that. <laughs> yeah. So we start yeah. off. There's kids playing in this open, the open fields of uh, of yeah. Whitby. They're sort of playing football. They're just kind of chucking a football back and forth, but with like listlessly chucking it back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So, so and Lilith Hobo emerges randomly from a bush. He just yeah. walks out yeah. of a bush. Yeah, walks out of a bush. He's uh, you know just kind of trotting around in the grass, and uh, somebody points a gun at him. Yeah. There's no context to it. He just he shows up into he comes across this shack, basically in the middle mm-hmm. of this field i suppose and then somebody has a gun and pretends to fire the gun there's no there's no like context yeah to it. And, 
It's very unclear what's happening here. Yeah. And then we abruptly cut to an army base. I was very thrown by the cuts in the in the early parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. It was very like, boom, now you're in an army base and in a classroom specific in like an army base classroom. Yeah. And a sergeant a, throws a grenade at a student as an exercise. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that's that's the scene. That's the whole thing. And then it's back to the yeah. shack. It's, it's so yeah. like I think all they establish in that scene is that uh, the recruits are, are super dumb. And that's uh, and exist. And that's reinforced over and over and over again that all of these army guys are, are extremely dumb. Uh, yeah. Uh, throughout this episode. And then it jumps back to that shack again where you find yeah. it's like this old yeah. sort of dude. It's like an old mine or cave. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah and it's sort of the senile yeah. um, I guess former war veteran, I suppose. Yeah, he's uh, like a demented like old sergeant and uh, uh, from like a war gone by. I don't know how long he's been in this cave. No. Uh, but uh, how he survived years and years. Uh <laughs> What's very strange is I was I've been playing Fallout Four and there's like a very similar mission to something like this. <laughs> the the next part was really fun where the dog kind of walks in and confronts the the kind of the old uh, coot sort of crazy guy and mm-hmm. the dog is like I got to defend myself so the dog arms himself with a gun <laughs> immediately <laughs> immediately, immediately grabs his gun, gun. And, yeah and backs away <laughs> pointing the gun at the old man. Yeah. I mean, the dog's fucked up. Like, he knows his stuff. Like, he knows, like, okay, this is a situation where it could escalate. I don't know what sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, Claymore mines or, like, old Mm. military sort of explosives or ordnance this old man has. So I'm going to arm myself and back the hell out of this situation. (laughs) Yeah, back out of the way for any, you know, like, you know, a backfire or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, after six seasons of, like, a kung fu kind of situation, uh, you know, he's probably seen some shit. That's just it, and we're and to that we are missing like just like all the shows we talk about on here, we are missing that maybe that not important but that a pivotal sort of chunk of story which is all you know all the episodes in the middle that sort of maybe develop a character in this case a dog to always fear for its life and always arm itself with a mm-hmm. gun yeah whatever. like immediately go for the gun if you see one yep. you know go for it pick up the gun it. it yeah it's like a it's like a Bruce Willis and Die Hard kind of instinct I think I think so it makes sense. He just needs to walk yeah. barefoot through glass, and then it'll be, yeah. yeah. So what's crazier isn't that, it, that's crazy, but then <laughs> the dog with the gun in its <laughs> mouth, where, where does he end up? Oh yeah, he goes back to the school, yeah. The army base. He, he, yeah, he carries the, uh, uh, the the gun all the way back to the army base, just walks right into the classroom. How? This is a really well-defended base that a fucking dog <laughs> with a gun in his mouth got to walk all the way into the base without, without triggering any alarm. You have an outer perimeter. anything. <laughs> There's an outer perimeter of guards to start with. There are, like, probably watchtowers with guards with rifles. There's soldiers all over the base. The doors probably have access we cards. Absolutely, <laughs> we absolutely missed a pivotal scene of, like, <laughs> of Littlest Hobo, like, solid snaking his way yes. into the base with a gun. Oh, my God. They probably spent a million dollars on that scene, but then had to cut it for time or something like yeah. that. It was the it's most... unfortunate. Like, in the deleted scenes, the, the archives of Littlest Hobo, there's, yep. there's scenes of him, again, wearing his eye patch. Yeah. And, and uh... And you know, sneaking, sneaking into the base, and and you know, evasion, and and you know, the whole thing. I feel like if we saw that scene and we commented on it now, I would say that that dog was the born identity after that scene. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so he makes it in, and the first thing they ask, and this is fu- <laughs> fucked up. The first thing they ask is, "How did that dog get in here?" Instead of asking, "How the hell did a dog get a gun?" 
Like, where did the dog get this gun from? And why is yeah. it holding up me? So, so one of the cadets takes the gun and he goes, huh, this dog, this gun is too heavy to be a thirty-eight. <laughs> and then the, uh, his teacher grabs it and goes like, yeah, because it's a forty-five, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, yeah, I mean, we are really awesome. establishing the, the so ignorance good. of the, the, the troop, the troop of uh, soldiers in this episode. It's yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what? You know what's interesting about this. So at this point, I just realized is that a hundred and whatever episodes in, this show, unlike many mm. other shows, like many every other show we've ever watched, or any, most other shows, have a consistent cast, like a main mm-hmm. cast throughout. But this is the, one of the only shows I can think of that every single episode would have to have all new a characters, completely different cast. Yeah. So you're casting 114 shows basically over the course and mm-hmm. condensing it. You know, you know, it's not. You know, you don't need them a lot, but. It's it, anyways. As I'm seeing this, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys don't know Lilith's hobo. They don't, they don't understand or whatever. Like yeah. what he's all about, right? So it's always this new sort of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like out of all these episodes, uh, you know, however many episodes there were, uh, 114 episodes. Yep. The only constant is hobo. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And but my problem with it is how are we supposed to? Just believe that everybody just kind of understands this dog's there to help. Like, I, I feel like it would, it would be a waste of time if you literally explained the backstory of the dog. You know what I mean? Like establishing who the mm-hmm. dog is before getting into the main yeah. story. But it seems like even yeah. in the first two, the episodes that we watch, everybody's just like, all right, this dog's here to help me with my problems. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. you know, bring him along, blah, blah, blah. Who cares, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. But there never is any backstory as far as I know. Like, we don't we don't know what became of it other than in the first episode if we assume that the first episode is his like kind of first adventure and that he grew up with that ranger guy in the first episode uh and then went off (laughs) which makes the ending of the first episode even weirder (laughs) because he just ran away and started you know (laughs) striking out on his own having these adventures maybe there Um, is no origin story maybe it's just a slice of his like complete life of like non-stop adventure from when he was born to like later on after the show like it just never stopped yeah. and, and it never, you know there was never not crazy adventures we just only got yeah. lucky to see 114 of them basically yeah i mean in the in the wikipedia they do make mention of uh, uh, a possible origin story but uh let's talk about that at the end yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so anyways yeah. so he goes back um the dog leads the the troop from the army base yeah. to the the crazy guy's cave, like his shack, yeah. whatever, and they find they find like an unexploded like bomb, basically. A bomb, yeah, yeah. And they they don't know if it's you know the, how old it is or anything at this point, and uh, yeah, so the, you know this guy's been sitting in this cave with a bomb, um, uh, and uh, so so the colonel asks for uh, an electromagnetic clamp. And uh, the and he says that the uh, the bomb disposal unit will take too long to get there, even though it takes them fucking forever for them to deal with this bomb. <laughs> That's just it. I mean, the whole episode is them dealing. It's it's the episode's main story is how are we gonna what are we gonna do with this bomb that hasn't yeah. exploded in sixty years or something like that. Yeah, it, and in a very nineteen eighty five detail, like the portable phone he has that he uses to try and call in the bomb disposal unit is yeah. like the size of a watermelon. Oh yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Like. <laughs> I mean that's what they had back then, right? But like, yeah, even by '80s phone standards, it's it's gigantic. Like it's not 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 like even a Zach Morris phone. It's a uh, like a huge phone. No, it's a steroidal like Zach Morris Morris yeah. phone. It's just a it's an out of yeah. It's just ridiculous. I wish we could show it, but you can't. It's just like it's out of control. Yeah. But that's just, super dated. I don't know why they just didn't leave the bomb and everybody just kind of leave and go like away from the yeah. bomb. Yeah, even the demented guy has a. Uh, 
uh, he chases the kids away. He's like tells the kids, you know, get out of here. This is, you know, it's dangerous and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, the, um, uh, but they, they for considering it's a bomb, like they don't really seem to be in that big of a hurry to get rid of it. I recorded, um, I recorded that actually where, where the old guy tries to get rid of the. Remember that? So we have a sort of uh, throwback to the kid, the two kids that were playing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're still playing in the field, whatever, and the old man wants to get them away, so he's running towards them. And it sounds like he's saying die. I want you to, I want to play this for you. Listen, listen to this. Hey! Hey, you! Get away! Get away from here! Go on! Go on! Go away! So, no, it honestly sounds like die! Yeah, it really die. does. And I'm like, yeah, that's a way to get rid of a yeah. kid quickly, or anybody really, an adult as well. But anyway, I thought that was kind of messed up. Anyway, so he, he, they, he yeah. gets rid of the kids or whatever there. So the colonel, uh, he's you know investigating the thing, and he falls, mm-hmm. he falls in a, kind of a hole, and it, his leg gets trapped yeah. underneath the bomb, and he, his leg is like kind of broken or something. And at this point, why didn't they be like, forget it, all right, whatever, only one of us will get exploded, let's just all leave. <laughs> yeah, I know, just peace out at that point. But I guess maybe the, maybe even army cadets have the, like, no man left behind kind of <laughs> ethos. Hobo gets him, uh, the hobo fetches him his phone, his huge phone, to call for help. Yep. Um, and uh, they he calls back to base, and they tell him that the bomb, you know, from, from records that they have from 1942... Uh, this bomb is called Pandora from 1942, and it has 15,000 pounds of explosive in it. That's right. That seems excessive to me, but for the size of the bomb that it is. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, dropped in the Canadian, like, <laughs> wilderness. Why, yeah. why was it there in the like, first place? Strange, they don't explain but, it. <laughs> One of the guys is like, oh, no, it's going to blow, and he runs out, and he doesn't, like, keep running. He just kind of yeah. puts his head in his hands, like uh, those old nuclear, you know, fall, like... Um, uh, you know, back in the fifties, the kid, like children and students, were taught to like duck, duck and cover under their desks. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he does that instead of like continuing to run away from the bomb <laughs> that hasn't exploded yeah. yet. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and they say that if you know if the bomb goes off, there may be others around, and it may you know right. blow up several towns or something. So now we see the hobo carjack somebody. Uh, yep. <laughs> this right. uh, and and in the mean and while this is all going on and um, yeah, if you can find a clip of this, like the music here is so jaunty. What's going on here? It's an emergency. You have to help. I'm off duty. I'm going home. Come on, it's a matter of life and death. Yeah, everything's a matter of life and death in the army. It's like this whistle tune, like do 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 to me, and and so what he does is uh, the hobo like lies in front of a truck to stop it. Yep. The truck driver gets out, and um, he like kind of threaten, almost like threatens the truck driver to leave his truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just it. Like he he does. He straight up threatens them, and they and they grant theft auto him. They just. Yeah. <laughs> they basically take it. They, they, he's all cranky. He's all salty. He's like, "No, I don't want to help you guys. You, I don't. Military. I justifiably, I justifiably don't want to leave my truck here <laughs> so that it can get blown up in the in the care of a dog." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the dog. I'm 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 a hundred percent with the truck driver on that. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. In the end, but in the end, he just pieces out. Right? He just like leaves. Yeah, he, he just walks off somewhere. Who knows? Who knows where he went? Seriously, but, they're in the middle and, of nowhere. Where is he even going to go? <laughs> All right, I better walk 100 miles to the nearest Canadian town. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, so he leaves. He leaves, and uh, 
what he else? leaves he leaves his truck so they they take a their idea is is to tie a wire to the bomb mm-hmm. and and pull it out with the truck and and all the while they're telling us like oh don't jostle the bomb don't yeah. jostle the bomb <laughs> and they're pulling it out and this thing is banging against all sorts of stuff swinging all over the place like <laughs> it's just there's such a disconnect in the dialogue and what's act- actually happened is like that yeah. maybe that was the least that was the best take of the bomb being banged around the inside of the hole and and the outside of the truck that they could get but and everything else was literally the yeah. bomb bouncing off the ground <laughs> Like these were the best takes. Yeah, <laughs> the smoothest ride that this bomb took all day. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I thought maybe they'd be like, "Wow," or they would acknowledge it. But no, they're trying to seriously pass that off as them being careful with that fifteen thousand pound piece of ordnance, and it was ridiculous. It was just yeah. slam. I was like thinking to myself, and, "Why isn't this thing blowing up?" And yeah, yeah, and also, the, I mean, they're dragging the bomb against the ground like in any other yep. show or movie. The bomb is creating sparks and stuff and blowing up ten times over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do, they do. I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. And, and they're dragging it along, and then they, and then at one point, the they, the bomb is given like a, the slightest bump, and they all start shitting their pants. Yeah, it's like as though it hasn't been bumping around this whole time. There was a real disconnect there in the way yeah. that was edited and written and shot. Like it was just so. And and for the, I mean, I don't know. It it was just out. Of, it was out of control. It was all over the place. So they, they get yeah. the bomb out of the hole, they take it to like a yeah. place, I guess like an open field or something, right? Yeah, like an open field, and this is the this is the captain now, the guy who was teaching these idiots uh, in the classroom, and yeah. uh, he starts to lower the bomb into a, like a safer place, and he knocks himself out with the chain. Oh yeah, that's right. What? <laughs> he knocks himself out, he's all bloody, he's concussed, yep. he's got a head injury. like. <laughs> and he gets behind the he wheel is... of the tow truck again. <laughs> <laughs> drives it into a ditch. <laughs> I thought he almost drove it into like a, he almost drove it into the lake. He, you're right. He drove it in the ditch, but it like stopped him from like actually driving the tow truck into a lake. So so the littlest yeah. hobo sees that he slumped over the steering wheel, and of course yeah. saves him. He drags he pulls him, him out, and he's and he's fine. All of a sudden, they're kind of scared of the bomb again. Yep. And 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 this brain damaged idiot is like, "Oh no, no, no! The bomb isn't live!" And just before the bomb explodes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I I kind of felt like, okay, this is the season, sorry, series finale. Little Sobo's going to go out in a big way. That dog's going to mm-hmm. jump on this bomb and save all of Canada. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that he, you know, dragged it single-handedly away. You know, and and maybe there's a scene like just like Bruce Willis, like <clears throat> jumping away from the explosion. <laughs> Except it's the hobo. It's hobo, and he makes it. He's slightly singed, or this is sacrificed of the Little Sobo, whatever it was. I feel like it was a wasted opportunity, and it, it was like a B. Uh, it was like a two B plots. In, well, like, sorry, one B plot for a sh- an episode that should have been like super big, like super yeah. over the top. Should have been if even if you used like that sort of military setting, it could have been him preventing World War Three. Exactly. Right. Or something like that. Right. You yeah. Know, give, give us some stakes or something. Like, tell me, you know, the bomb is in you know possession of you know a foreign terrorist or you know like a you know Cold War. You know, it's nineteen eighty five. You know, it's it's. You know, Cold War kind of, you know, leftover weapon of some kind. It just something big, like something like if, I don't know, if Hitler it was in danger of being resurrected as like Mecha Hitler, like Lewis yeah. Hobo steps in and is like, no, man, 
fuck off, Hitler, Mecca Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stop you. And that's, it goes out on a, like a big note, right? Like, Yeah, that, that would be a perfect note. But now they have to save that for our 2020 dark reboot of The Littlest Hobo. <laughs> Just called Hobo. Yeah, and it's all CG, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what dogs are now. <laughs> yeah. No, then we get this shit, the most boring. Anyway, so yeah. he, he pieces and, and, out. And that's it. Yeah, he pieces out in kind of like a non-special sort of yeah. way. Maybe the sar- sergeant gets promoted. Um, yeah. The you know Littlest Hobo gets a medal for some reason. Uh, well, actually, I mean, Hobo was the only one who really did anything in this episode. He's, you know, saving these idiot army guys over and over again. I would think, okay, well, maybe they had some idea the show was being canceled or that it was wrapping up something like that and put, like, a more, you know, more thought into, like, how can we wrap this up? Maybe Hobo ends up with a family that needs him and decides to call it a day or something. But I don't know. It just it was just kind of like whatever kind of ended. Mm-hmm. So I give this I give this show nine thumbs down. Yeah, this you know really didn't hold up at all. Like the, literally, the high point of this this show is is the theme song, and it's yep. all downhill from there. So do you think like mm. if we uh, if if this was to to air in like a modern kind of setting or you know with a you know in, with more modern effects and stuff, you mm-hmm. think that would hold up today? You know, is I'd... there a market for you know a dog show like this? I guess it depends on who you're marketing it towards. I feel like this show was marketed towards, you know, fam- good, wholesome family entertainment back in the day. But if you marketed it towards, like, um, just kids, I guess, like, it's just like mm-hmm. a kid's show, I'd be like, ah, yeah, the dog's, like, holding a gun on Tommy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that could work. I mean, yeah. uh, apparently in in a season five episode, uh, there, uh, there was a theory that, you know, the dog was built in a lab. Yeah, and was cloned. Like uh, uh, th- this is a weird episode to uh, uh, that kind of deviates. I guess is the one episode that deviates from the formula over and over again. And uh, there was you know some some evidence that he was like this you know canine that was bred in a lab. Mm. Uh, so maybe maybe that's you know a jumping off point for for a new series. <laughs> no <Yeah>. no. <laughs> hmm, I like it. Yeah, or maybe he's like a hacker, like a super hacker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how but, he, he yeah. doesn't like show up at places. He lives in his yeah. like parents' basement and has computers everywhere and hacks people's shit and like saves. Yeah, people exactly. That. Doesn't have to actually travel anywhere. Like the no, <laughs> the tables are turned. And he's really fat because he just sits in his in his <laughs> yeah. dog chair all day. Yeah, <laughs> making pithy comments about like <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I don't know they... if it would hold up. <laughs> What do you think? Do you think it would? I mean, I would watch it. Yeah, I think, or I would, I would give it a chance. Uh, maybe if it was a little less formulaic than this, and and you know they did they did something neat with the dogs, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think on the Disney Channel it could work at the very least. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 like a co-view sort of thing, maybe with kids and adults. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, those they're still making those, you know, like the Air Bud series and. Uh, and that kind of stuff. There's there's a there's a market for dog stuff. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, I'm Sachin Hingu. I'm Gary Heather. And this has been GTFO. Okay, here it goes. Here it goes. Listen. There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, that's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on 